You can start this journey at any time. It doesn't matter how far down the rabbit hole you've become. There is a way out. Welcome to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast, exploring wellness tools to empower achieving your fullest potential. Your host is Sarah Price Hancock, Certified Rehabilitation Counselor with an Advanced Certificate in Psychiatric Rehabilitation and a Trained Peer Support Specialist. Sarah currently works as a Psych Rehab and Recovery Consultant, guest lecturing for universities and organizations determined to improve the quality of life. So let's discuss emotional self-reliance with your host, Sarah. Hello, hello, hello. All right. We are back for another exciting rendition of the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. Thank you for turning in to Episode 7. I am your host, Sarah Price Hancock, broadcasting to you live from the house on a hill here in sunny San Diego. And while my brother is experiencing weather that is negative 55 degrees over in Chicago, I am enjoying weather that is warm enough to walk outside in a short sleeve shirt. Although my mom might want me to wear a sweater. <laughs> anyway, welcome back. I'm so happy to be back. And I have some explaining to do via sharing with you my three what went well and why. So here we go. We are off and running. As in every episode, tell you what went well with an explanation as to why. And that just is because it's an exercise I do that regularly helps me focus on what is going well. And when I identify why it's going well, it even helps me to solidify in my brain that something actually went well and identify oftentimes I'm the cause that it went well or someone that I know and is the cause of it going well or Maybe God has smiled upon me. The universe has blessed me. Those are generally the three reasons that things go well that I've noticed. But let me see. Okay, so here we go. The first thing I wanted to share with you today is my voice is clear and my mind is clear today because I have been taking active measures to mitigate a cold. So I have to explain with this that I live with a brain injury. It has caused problems with my blood-brain barrier. So anytime I get any kind of cold infection or I'm in air that's not 100% clean, I have rapid deterioration and I have really severe dystonia, which makes my tongues turn sideways. So I basically sound like someone who either just had a massive dental procedure and half of their mouth is asleep, or I sound like someone who lives with cerebral palsy because my muscles do not work in my neck and they are completely contracted and tight. So I have to schedule these podcasts between those flares. I've been working really hard to fight a cold. So number two, I got my computer back. The sound and video card had gone out. I was able to do that because I was proactive in assertively pursuing my warranty. And Lenovo estimated a five-week turnaround, but I got it back in 2.5 weeks, so thank you so much, Lenovo and Geek Squad. So the third thing that went well, or that's going well today, is I am recording this episode because I am determined to shine a light of hope on what can be a very dark and turbulent world when people live with symptoms that their doctors have yet to find an effective treatment. As a reminder, we're all in this together. After emerging from my own 17-year battle of treatment-resistant symptoms, we discovered they were resistant only because the doctors hadn't identified the symptom cause. And once my doctor identified the symptom cause, 
And it wasn't a chemical imbalance because in 60 years, they've never been able to definitively demonstrate that there is a chemical imbalance in people living with symptoms of mental illness. My doctor was finally able to identify the etiology of my illness or the cause of my symptoms, create a plan which has worked for me. So hold on to my hope until you can find the own cause of your symptoms. Hopefully by listening to this podcast, we'll share enough wellness tools with you that you can find something that works for you. Yay! Those are the three things that are going well for me today. And I wanted to share with you, I always invite each of you to send me your own successes and the three things that went well in your life with an explanation as to why you feel they're going well. So a shout out to Ashlyn who sent me an email and she wanted to share something that went well for her. And she says... What went well today was I opened my heart to a new therapist and decided to come back again. I did this because I am smart and ready to heal from the emotional roller coaster that I've been on for 10 years. Thank you, Ashlyn, for sharing that with us. I am so excited for you. If you are a listener who would like to share with the world your success story, please shoot me an email and let me know what's going well in your life. Explain to me why you think it's going well. My email is emotionalselfreliancepodcast at gmail.com. So in the last episode, we talked about the Wellness Recovery Action Plan. And this is going to be an ongoing series for several episodes. In the last episode, we identified what we were like when we were going well. And I understand that when taking a Wellness Recovery Action Plan course, we actually... I kind of flipped that in terms of which thing I talked about first. And the reason why is because the wrap is fantastic in that it is adaptable to everyone's unique needs. For me personally, I could not identify things that I was needed to do on a regular basis until I could identify what I was like when I was well. Because it was on those days, I was able to ask myself, what did you do on that day that was different. That was, I kind of had to do that a little bit backwards. I had to work to better understand my foundation. And so today I'm going to be talking a little bit more about helping yourself identify what you're like when you're well, because all too often, so many of us get into survivor mode or burnout mode. And if it's not addressed, it's going to interfere with how you live and how you act and how you are just in existence around everyone around you. If you don't curb it quickly, it can really impact your entire life in so many ways. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about this wellness recovery action plan. And many people think that this is just a plan only for people who live with symptoms of mental illness. And that's actually not the case. Anyone can experience symptoms of burnout. And oftentimes, people don't recognize that they're even bordering on burnout. Mary Ellen Copeland in her Red Book, she shares some things that people might not recognize when they are arriving at burnout, or maybe they've crossed the line and they still haven't recognized that they're going to burnout. The signs of burnout include irritability, disturbed sleep, increased anxiety, poor memory, feeling spaced out. Maybe you walk into a room and put your keys down and later can't remember where you put your keys. Feeling like a failure at everything. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed, feeling emotionally disconnected to things that have meaning in life, having a decreased ability to make decisions, or maybe you're having racing thoughts. Maybe you're just angry or having problems with that emotional fuse. It just seems to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter. There's like this edginess to you. Maybe nothing is really seeming worthwhile. You've just kind of 
it takes more effort than you have to keep going. This can happen professionally. It can happen personally. It can happen in any kind of relationship. And it can happen in any kind of interaction. And so for that reason, it's sad because a lot of people think, oh, all I need to do is buckle down, pull up my bootstraps and work harder. If you've ever been told that you need to just pull up your bootstraps and work harder, let's take a moment to hear about uh, what Stephen R. Covey uh, referred to as sharpening the saw the principle of sharpening the saw. He shared this experience of these two people who were participating in a logging championship. One was an older, experienced logger, and the other was a young whippersnapper who was like brawny man from who knows where that could log like a million logs an hour or so he said. These two people had this day-long competition to log as many logs as they possibly could. The brawny, buff, amazing logger was working so hard that every time he took a break to readjust his grip on his axe, he would listen and there'd be silence. And he was like, I've got this in the bag. I'm totally going to win this because he knew he was working harder, harder, harder than the other logger because he was young and he was a biff buff whippersnapper that could just show this old man that he could no longer be an expert logger. He toiled all day long working so hard and chopping down these trees. I guess it was a deforestation contest. I don't know. He was working so hard chopping down all these trees and every single time he stopped to wipe his brow or take a drink of water, he always heard silence. And he was like, what in the world is going on? I've got this. At the end of the day, they realized that the person who was the more experienced logger actually had an exorbitant amount of logs compared to the person who had been slaving all day long. He asked him, you know, what is your secret? The older man just kind of smiled. And he said in his experience, he had learned that the most effective way to be a good logger is to always make sure that he has a very sharp saw. And so he regularly took time out to sharpen his saw. And that's a principle that a lot of us don't understand. All too often, we tell people they've got to pick themselves up by their bootstraps, or they've got to get it going, or they've got to work harder. Or we think that to ourselves because we've heard it all of our life. And we don't realize that we are actually becoming more effective because we're not taking time to sharpen the only instrument we have, our body, our mind. And if we can take time to sharpen that, then we can be more effective, more productive, and just more happy at using less energy than someone with a dull blade. If we just try to harder at everything, it is just going to be a strategy that causes burnout and eventually leads to survival mode. And so the difficult thing is oftentimes we don't recognize when we are on the brink of burnout. And so I wanted to share with you in this episode a little bit more about what we can do to better identify when we are on the brink of burnout. To illustrate that, I want to share with you a story that one of my heroes, his name is Dieter F. Uchtdorf. He's a German member of my church. He's one of the 12 apostles. And he shares this fascinating story. He, Before he became a leader in the church, he was a commercial pilot. And so a lot of his stories have to do with aviation. But he says, in 1979, a large passenger jet with 257 people on board left New Zealand for a sightseeing flight to Antarctica. 
Antarctica and back. Unknown to the pilots, however, someone had modified the plight coordinates by a mere two degrees. The error placed the aircraft 28 miles to the east of where the pilots assumed they were, and as they approached Antarctica, the pilots descended to a lower altitude to give the passengers a better look at the landscape. And although both were experienced pilots, neither had made this particular flight before, and they had no way of knowing that the incorrect coordinates had placed them directly in the path of Mount Erebus, an active volcano that rises from the frozen landscape to a height of more than 12,000 feet, 3,700 meters. As the pilots flew onward, the white of the snow and the ice covering the volcano blended with the white of the clouds above, making it appear as though they were flying over flat ground. But by the time the instruments sounded the warning, that ground was rising fast. It was too late. The plane crashed into the side of the volcano, killing everyone on board. And it was a terrible tragedy brought on by a minor error, a matter of a f only a few degrees. Like Diedrich Uchtdorf, I've discovered that the difference between wellness and emotional burnout and even devastating disability often comes down to not recognizing when our proverbial path shifts by even a few degrees. The truth of the matter is far too many of us live in automatic pilot mode. We literally go through life without realizing what's going on around us. We don't realize what's going on in our own bodies or in our own minds or in our own hearts. We just automatically respond to things. We become reactive instead of active. This can become extremely problematic because when we live in automatic pilot mode, we forget to recognize what around us is causing problems what around us are our triggers. And so if you are like me, I would have these massive meltdowns or these massive explosions or these, I would have these massive deteriorations because I wasn't recognizing when I had made the shift into that mountain. I wasn't recognizing when I'd made that shift just a couple degrees, whether it was something I'd eaten or something that I had been, something that had been stewing in, in me. And so consequently, I always thought that my symptoms came out of nowhere. My symptoms were out of my control. My symptoms were something that just had me by the throat. And I think all too often, we are in the same situation. We might not have the same symptoms, or we might not have the same experiences, but they are whatever is holding us back in life is holding us back because we are not recognizing what it is that's holding us back. Something that I learned to help me better understand and identify what's going on around me is to develop my self-awareness. In order to do that, I'd like to share with you a wellness school that is called the Feldenkrais Method. So the Feldenkrais Method consists of two modalities. There's functional integration and awareness through movement. And I'm going to be talking specifically about the awareness through movement or the ATM classes. And I need to make it clear that I am in no way a specialist or facilitator for Feldenkrais, but I just wanted to share with you this wellness tool because it really is a class that you can use to begin to increase your awareness on how you have learned to adapt physically to the world around you. And in doing so, you will begin to recognize subtle changes within your body as you participate in these classes that allow you to better understand when you are beginning to veer off course. There are really fantastic classes you can attend in throughout the world. You can look up for practitioners, and I can give you a reference for that in my show notes. But you can also find classes on YouTube, and there are even podcasts. So recently, I found a podcast on Feldenkrais, 
And the podcast was very interesting because in general, these classes are set up so that you're in a group with a lot of people and they kind of, to the newcomer, look like a yoga class or a Tai Chi class because you see people going through very slow stretching movements and you see them doing the same movements over and over again. The interesting thing is the facilitator, as they're guiding you through these movements, is actually teaching you how to examine the subtle differences in your movement as you do the same movement over and over again. Personally, I've tried yoga before and I get so bored because my brain is going a bajillion miles an hour. And I've tried other things where I'm supposed to be quiet and I really have a difficult time grounding myself and participating in the class because I get so bored. So when I found out about the Feldenkrais method, I was not all that thrilled, but my doctor insisted that I at least try it. And so I did. And I went to the Feldenkrais Center in Hillcrest, San Diego. And there I took classes from Bonnie Helmiston. These classes were very interesting because she would have us lay on the floor on a mat, dressed in comfortable clothing, and the object is not to increase flexibility or not to overstretch. It's actually to analyze how these repetitive movements, and each class was a different section of the body, how these repetitive movements altered just in shifting our weight or just in the progress of doing the exact same movement over and over again. So initially I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be so boring. But my teacher, Bonnie Humiston, was so talented in helping me guide my brain through the analysis of what is different. What is different? How is this movement different than the previous one? And I found that a 45-minute class actually felt like it lasted about 10 or 15 minutes. She was that talented in her ability to help us process our movements and process what was going on around us and going on in our bodies as we are taking this class. So she's having me pay attention to the different pressure points when I'm moving my leg, which where my hips are and, and where the pressure is in my other foot that's balancing. And it was just really fascinating experience for me because as I was taking this class, I began to develop my ability to recognize the finer details. As I continue in Feldenkrais, I'm able to better understand and recognize just when those very first shifts start to happen so that I start shifting perhaps out of my direction. And it's because the class reiterates over and over again, how is this different? And so even if you don't have the opportunity to go to a Feldenkrais class or have the opportunity to check it out on YouTube or even listen to a podcast, you can begin to ask yourself, how is this different than last time? How is what's going on right now in my life different than how it was previously? And in being able to recognize that, and even the little subtle things, gradually you'll be able to get yourself back on track quicker. That for me was a real critical tool in learning how to better maintain my wrap plan. Then when I was able to understand where and I was starting to veer off course, then I could turn to the wrap plan that I'd already created and identify those things that I could do in order to get back on course. I dovetail the wellness recovery action plan with the Feldenkrais method. And it's simply because as you increase your awareness of how you've learned 
to adapt to your surroundings and how your body is adapting to your environment, you can better rein in symptoms, whether they're mental health symptoms or diabetes symptoms or chronic fatigue or arthritis or any number of physical symptoms, or even if they're professional symptoms at work, just your level of frustration, your level of stress, those kinds of things. That way you'll know when you need to take a break and sharpen your saw, or you know when you need to take a break and begin to activate your wrap plan. Thank you so much for jumping in this podcast with me, and I'm going to work on being more consistent. I'm going to work on recording these episodes when I'm not dystonic and having them completely recorded so that I can regularly produce them. And I'm very grateful for the patience that you have with me. I'm working on improving my audio as well. So I appreciate any of your feedback or any hints that you might have because I could always use a mentor in audio editing. I'd love to hear from you. If you could please, please, please shoot me an email and tell me what you think about this podcast. My email again is emotional self-reliance podcast at gmail.com. Even better, if you could take a moment to share with the world this podcast, we're just very small in numbers. I've got my amazing 27 listeners and maybe anything that you've learned from this podcast, if you found it in any way valuable, share it with someone else who you feel might be able to benefit and leave a review for us on iTunes. That's how people find us. They find us with your reviews. So thank you so much for sharing this time with us. And I look forward to talking to you again. By way of reminder, there's no deadline on potential. You can start this journey at any time. It doesn't matter how far down the rabbit hole you've become. There is a way out. I look forward to talking to you more about it. Join us next week on the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. For more information about this episode, check the show notes on www.psychrecoveryandrehab.com slash ESR podcast. Was this episode helpful? Leave a review and share with a friend. Keep exploring wellness tools to empower achieving your fullest potential by tuning into our weekly episodes. Until then, take care.